love us. That statement, I love us, is a little exclusive, usually reserved for a particular group of people. And if you know, well, you know. But I want to expand it a little bit, make it a little bit more inclusive. Now, when I say it, I'm talking about the body of believers, those who have decided to follow Christ and honor God with their lives. And I'll tell you why. Anyone who has been in church for any amount of time or been around a Christ follower recognizes that the body has a certain way of speaking. Now, you may recognize these phrases or maybe you are unfamiliar. Well, um, what about blessed and highly favored or I think everybody's favorite or the most familiar God is good all the time and all the time God is good the list goes on and on from the phrases you may hear in church or from somebody that is considering themselves a Christ follower now I'd like like to highlight a particular phrase and it is take the limits off you may have heard it you may not have but at any rate I'd like to talk about it and talk about it in a way that you may not have considered stay tuned Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Feels Like Monday podcast, where we're talking about the Monday moments of life through the lens of a Christian worldview. I'm your host, Ebony Evans. Welcome to the first official episode of the Feels Like Monday podcast. I'm glad you decided to join me today. Well, I hope you're ready for today's topic and message. Um, It's pretty heavy, but I think it'll be very helpful for us all. Stay tuned. I can imagine 
Peter thought he was being generous with this number seven. I mean, whoever heard of forgiving somebody for doing the same thing seven times? I bet Peter expected to be congratulated for his generosity and what he thought to be forward thinking. But Jesus knocks the wind out of Peter's sails. No, Peter, you actually need to take the limits off. Now, from the outside looking in, I think we may be tempted to pick at Peter a little bit, but if I'm being honest, I can identify with Peter's sentiments. A few years ago, there was a lament I uttered quite often, a constant refrain, if you will. Why can't people just do right? It's bad English, I know, but I think it's a valid question. I mean, with all the atrocities in the world and the unnecessarily rude attitudes, and people taking advantage of others. Why can't people just do right? Why is it so hard and difficult to treat others the way we wish to be treated? Now, I know I'm not exempt from someone asking this question about me. I mean, just like anybody else, I have the capacity to be rude and greedy and self-serving and unyielding and on and on and on I mean I I have seen it in myself and I sure you've seen it in yourself as well but when I asked this question a lot years ago um, and I think I asked this question at least once a day And more than likely, I ask this question several times a day, right? But even as I was asking this question, um, I felt like since I asked it, I needed to make sure that I was, to the best of my ability, doing right by others and being considerate. I don't know that I could say that I would allow people to, you know, run over me. But at the same time, I I did feel like at the time um, I was doing pretty well. Um, I was borderlining on congratulating myself for how well I treated other people. Sounds a little self-righteous to me. But I digress. Anyway, um, whenever I perceived a transgression or wrongdoing or whatever you want to call it um, against myself or against anybody else, whether I knew them well or whether I loved them with all my heart, I would ask the question, why can't people just do right? 
Now, would you believe it took me being, maybe this might be an exaggeration, maybe not, being severely offended to loosen my grip on this lament? Sounds a little backwards, but that's how it happened. And without going into a lot of detail, because I'm not here to spill tea or whatever and, you know, put people on blast, none of that, that's not at all my aim. Um, I was working on some things. That I was trying to accomplish. I took a step um, in the direction I thought I should be going. Um, not only did it not work out how I had hoped, um, <sighs> there were some action take. There were some actions taken some things said that really um, at the time hurt me to the core Um, and once again my question my lament came up why can't people just do right But I got to the point where I wanted to get past asking that question. I I wanted to get on with my life. I don't want to keep asking this question about the same situation. Instead of asking the question instead of thinking myself um, considerate thinking myself doing well I actually wanted to live right and I wanted to get beyond um, the hurt and the pain that I felt at the time so I started to look to God and as I was looking at looking to God of course I um, started to look at scripture there was you know many scriptures that I, I looked to to help me to move forward in my search for healing and this particular passage Matthew 18 starting at verse 21 let me know that I needed to take the limits off that's exactly what Jesus told Peter and in order to make his uh, point even more clear and plain he told this story Jesus' story in Matthew 18, verse 21. 
Matthew 18, verse 23. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he had begun to settle them, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. But since he did not have the means to repay, his Lord commanded him to be sold along with his wife and children and all that he had and repayment to be made. So the slave fell to the ground and prostrated himself before him, saying, Have patience with me and I will repay you everything. And the Lord of that slave felt compassion and released him and forgave him the debt. But that slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And he seized him and began to choke him, saying, Pay back what you owe. So this fellow slave fell to the ground and began to plead with him, saying, Have patience with me and I will repay you. But he was unwilling and went and threw him in prison until he should pay back what was owed. So when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their Lord all that had happened. Then summoning him, his Lord said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not also have had mercy on your fellow slave in the same way that I had mercy on you? And his Lord, moved with anger, handed him over to the torturers until he should repay all that was owed. My heavenly Father will also do the same to you if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. Jesus' story offers heaven's perspective on the issue of forgiveness and taking the limits off. So let's see what we can see in these verses. The first thing that we can see is in verse 23 where the king in the story wished to settle the accounts with his slaves. Um, It has been my observation looking at situations and looking at my own experiences with people that sometimes when we feel hurt and betrayed or taken advantage of we may expect a person to come and apologize and make things right but here we see that um, the king was the one that wanted to settle the account. And for those of us who have been hurt and betrayed, um, we should be the ones that should want to settle the account as well. Um, The 
this may look like a confrontation or this may look like um, just settling it within yourself and within your heart that you're not going to hang on to bitterness and anger that you're just going to within yourself let that go and since this is talking about money we could say cancel the debt another thing we could see about choosing to settle the debt is that um, instead of focusing on retribution um, our focus should be on um, compassion and mercy and grace and to be quite honest I think this is probably the hardest part of settling the, the account Aside from having the confrontation, um, most times, depending on what the incident may be, it may be easier to decide to just settle things in your heart. But like was previously stated, however you need to settle it, make up in your mind and most importantly make up in your heart that you are going to settle the account the next thing we can see about this which kind of happens in the next few verses the the slave that owed the 10,000 talents because he couldn't repay judgment was passed on him and he you know fell down and pleaded and this um, got me to thinking about how when we have things happen in our lives and we're maybe trying to settle a disagreement settle an infraction and we look for people to apologize or we ourselves may look um, to apologize depending on which way this may go because a lot of times if we're honest sometimes it's us that are the toxic ones sometimes it's us that needs the forgiveness and looking from both sides there's something that we need to understand is that someone may apologize to you or you may apologize but despite the apology Um, the one that is forgiving um, needs to realize as well as the one that needs to be forgiven 
you need to realize that the apology really doesn't take take away the time that this incident happened. The words can't be retracted. The action cannot be undone. So from both sides, no matter if there's an apology or an apology unaccepted or accepted or whatever, no matter what happens, we all need to realize that really in all honesty aside from you know money transactions um, really can't repay and so this further drives home the point and the importance of settling things within the heart The scripture really doesn't give us a timeline as far as like how long it took for the slave that was forgiven to go and find someone that owed him uh, some money. But um, the way it reads, it kind of looks like almost as soon as he was forgiven, he went and found someone that owed him. And I'm willing to bet that he was probably thinking about the hardship that he endured uh, because he didn't have this money that this slave owed him. And that was probably a hindrance in him uh, getting back the, the monies that he owed. Even though he he owed an extravagant amount of of money to his lord, but at any rate, he was so focused on getting back um, the money that he was owed. Um, it seems to me that he didn't take the time to realize how much that he had been forgiven Um, his heart was so set on um, his hardship and missing out on something he felt like he needed that he was focused on retribution and some way somehow he's going to make his fellow slave pay what he owed. Um, There was going to be no compassion, no mercy. He was going to get his retribution. And um, this should be a minder, excuse me, a reminder, something that we should keep on our minds that When we settle differences, settle things, the way we take the limits off. Like I said, firstly, 
book to settle the account, but also have our hearts set on compassion and mercy instead of retribution. Be working to be more eager to cancel the debt instead of being eager to get the payback. Um, Get revenge. Or uh, one of our favorites, I believe, as I observe um, the world um, from inside of the church and from without. Our favorite exposure. Um, Let's not be so focused on exposure, but being more focused on covering, being more focused on mercy and compassion. And when we are tempted to get to payback, because if we're honest, may initially be tempted to get the payback or expose uh, someone for their wrongdoing. Remember God, remember how he has covered your transgressions. Remember God's forgiveness and then pay it forward. Since we can't ever repay God for all that he's done, since we can't repay God for all the sins that he has forgiven, we ought to ask God to help us to pay that forgiveness forward. Elsewhere in Matthew, 
it basically says, which kind of sums up what Jesus says here. Matthew 6, verses 14 and 15. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. So, not only is this um, an issue of having a quality life and um, living in peace and joy, because if you hang on to things and hold grudges, think on things that people have done to you and things that um, people have done to betray you um, that's a miserable life Um, instead of enjoying yourself and becoming better um, thinking about how somebody has wronged you um, the way I understand it and this may sound a little corny, but follow me here. Um, offense is like offense, right? Imagine um, trying to visualize what's in front of you, but instead of seeing things clearly, you have offense in front of your face. It's like you see everything through the filter of what has been done to you. So now, you know, you can't trust anybody. Now you can't get the word of God for yourself because the offense is in the way and probably think oh so and so should hear this because they did this and that and the other offense places a fence in front of you so it diminishes the quality of life for sure but more than that If God cannot forgive you if you don't forgive your brother, then this is a soul issue. So if you can't forgive for the sake of, you know, not breaking the bonds of love and not, you know, breaking the bonds of unity between your brother or your sister. Um, Forgive for your soul's sake. And I, I know it's not an easy thing. It's a hard thing. But because it's a hard thing, just like with anything that we encounter. Um, If you're in Christ,
Christ, you have access to God. You have access to the Holy Spirit, which means you have access to help. And if you let him, if you give it to him, then he'll help you walk out this forgiveness thing. Forgiveness is not a one and done. Forgiveness a lot of times has to be a everyday an everyday decision. Um, Sometimes it's a moment by moment decision. But keep making that decision and one day is done. And that does that doesn't mean that you'll ever forget it. No, it doesn't mean that you'll ever forget it. But you won't think about it in the same way. You know? And one thing that I think well, a few things that I think is important that we need to understand. And I kind of alluded to it that, you know, um, diminishing your quality of life and not forgiving because we have the misconception that if I don't forgive, then I'm punishing this person that did me wrong but in all honesty you're punishing yourself and you're putting your soul in jeopardy right but there's another twist to the story Um, so I said earlier about how I used to ask this question it's kind of similar to what Peter asked about how many times do I have to forgive and as I initially looked at this scripture I began to understand and I'm sure Peter picked it up as well and it's this the king is God and you and I are the first slaves the one that owed an extravagant amount um, in today's economy billions of dollars is what 10,000 talents is or was something that could never be repaid second slave represents the one that has sinned against us so that slave owed a hundred denarii now that's approximately three to four months of labor while that amount pairs pales excuse me in comparison to what the first slave owed Still, it's nothing to sneeze at. That's a lot of money. 
um, I had an incident years ago where I did something and um, because it wasn't um, viewed correctly and uh, actions weren't taken quick enough, I had half a month's um, income taken from me and that put a big strain on me. Now, you know, it was fixed within a couple of days, but the stress and the frustration that came to, from that was almost too much to bear. I mean, I had bills and medicines and having to buy food and all of that. And, you know, just trying to figure out how to work on, work with half a month's um, income was very difficult. Now imagine three to four months of income just gone and then think about um, having, still having debts to pay. So I just want you to think that, you know, this 100 denarii, you know, that's not like it wasn't a lot. And that's not like something that we can't understand. And so, you know, um, just like we were, you know, tempted to pick at Peter a little bit about his question, well, how often should I forgive? This and that and the other. But just relate that to how you may feel about, you know, the things that may happen in your life and how people may mistreat you and to know that this isn't a small thing it's a big thing and it's hard but also remember like I said the the amount that God has forgiven and God will give you the grace that is the ability through him through his spirit because we don't have it humans we're a vengeful people but if we look to God for help and forgiving and letting go we can do it through God in Christ we can take the limits of our forgiveness. Well, guys, that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed. And I hope to hear from you. Leave me a message or leave a comment wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next episode. This has been Ebony Evans, and this is the Feels Like Monday podcast.